And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Okay, we are back indeed. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews is going to tackle a film called Blindness. It was directed by Fernando Mireas, and it stars Julianne Moore, Mark Ruffalo, Alice Braga, Danny Glover, Don McKellar, who also was the writer, mm-hmm. and Gail Garcia Bernal. Oh, boy. What can we say about this film? The idea of it, Anne, was terrific. I agree. The premise was very captivating. Right at the very beginning, we find out that a city is suddenly and mysteriously being ravaged by an epidemic Mm -hmm. of white blindness. Suddenly, nobody can see. And those who are first struck with the blindness are quarantined, along with the people who are quarantined in there are an ophthalmologist, Mark Ruffalo, who has also gone blind, and his wife, played by Julianne Moore, Mm -hmm. who for some reason has not been struck blind. She's the only person in the movie who can see. That's right. Why is that? It's never explained. No. (laughs) Apparently they didn't feel that it was necessary to explain it. Well, it was necessary to explain it to me, kiddo, I'll tell you, (laughs) because from that moment on, I just didn't get it. Now, there are scenes at the beginning of the film that are directed and photographed very, very interestingly. I agree. And I thought, you know, in the first few minutes, this is going to be scary. This is going to be really amazing. And it makes us feel like we are losing our sight. Right. I thought that the images that the director offers up actually lure you into his world of hell. And I have to be honest, you're in it whether you like it or not. (laughs) That's right. It's very difficult to walk away from this movie without having a very sour feeling about humankind. I can't think of a movie where humanity has been presented in such a depraved manner. Most everyone in the film turns into a rapist or a murderer. A savage. A savage, a pillager, a thief, a bandit. And they do it over issues of food, water, and survival. And that's basically what this film is saying. The other metaphor that they're using here, blindness, I know what they're saying, that people are blind. Blind because of their prejudice, blind to other people's goodness and all of those things that we've heard a million times. So the film is going over some familiar territory. I do think that the direction was great the first 15 minutes. I like those shadowy images and the blurring of the scenes. I thought that was very effective. It was very effective. However, it gave me a headache. It really did. Well, the plot gave me a headache. Okay. I was willing to accept the headache if this was a great film. But what happens here, Anne, and I think you nailed it perfectly, I left with a sour taste. I couldn't get to sleep that night. I was so disturbed by this movie because, you know, we were talking recently about High Noon Mm -hmm. and that everybody in the film was cowardly and turned their back. Right. Well, they were cowardly, but they weren't evil. No. And what happens here is that everybody turns into a terrible, terrible human being just to survive, and I didn't want to watch it anymore. The main bad guy in the film is Gail Garcia Bernal. He is in Ward Mm 3, and he decides that he is going to start running this entire prison, let's say, despite the fact that he can't see either, and he starts making demands for the food that is delivered to him, and when they run out of that, then he wants their women. That's a particularly disgusting scene when he orders Julianne Moore 
and her girlfriends or lady friends that are in Ward 2 to pay them a midnight visit. This is where your skin crawls and you go, oh, I wish they wouldn't be going in this direction. I did too, and I didn't know it was going that way. So this particular plot twist surprised me, but it didn't surprise me in a very good way. No. And I kept thinking, why doesn't Julianne Moore do something? She's the only one in this place who can see. Yeah, why didn't she run out of the movie? (laughs) Why didn't she quit the picture? Because she should have been able to see that this was a no-winner. Look, Julianne Moore is an actress, and she can act and act and act and act. And I will say, I'm not a huge fan of Miss Moore's, but I thought in this particular movie, her intensity as an actress worked for her role. I don't think that it's a pleasant movie, and I don't think that the role is very well written, but I think for the first time in a long time, Julianne Moore found the perfect role for her and her kind of actressy temperament. So that part worked. Her husband, on the other hand, as played by Mark Ruffalo, is a whining, snarling, totally unpleasant person. You know, you begin to wonder what in the world did she ever see in him when he could see. So it doesn't make any sense at all. And then you've got all these cliched characters. I call them the band of blind. You know, the people that you've met throughout the movie, and then all of a sudden they're going to become the characters that walk out of that prison eventually, and we're going to find out what happens to them. They're the kind of core characters that show up in survival movies like this. Well, we did meet them, but we didn't meet them very well because none of them have names. Let me read you the character names. There's the doctor, the doctor's wife, the woman with the dark glasses, the man with the black eye patch, the bartender, (laughs) the first blind man, the concerned pedestrian number one, and the thief. Oh, my gosh. That's so pretentious. It sounds like a bad one-act play, doesn't it? Yes, it does. I think that act two in this movie is basically the hell on earth as envisioned by the writers, it will make you very sick. Act three is when redemption comes and the rain pours down on this city. Incidentally, it's Sao Paulo, Brazil, and where they shot this picture. Mm -hmm. We get to see the rain coming down, and then we begin to wonder, will this plague finally go away? And we're supposed to have hope, and there's a dog in it. Oh, my goodness, they throw everything into this movie. Unfortunately, they didn't throw anything that was very good into the movie. The dog was nice. Well, we like the dog. Yes. (laughs) I have to say, blindness is pretty much a terrible movie about terrible people committing terrible, terrible acts towards their fellow man. It's a very depressing picture. It's bleak. It's dreary. It's grim. It's not a very positive movie. I didn't find much positive to recommend it for me. Sorry to say blindness gets a red light. Well, it is certainly getting a red light for me. Mainly, what disappointed me is, number one, there is no glimmer of humanity in any of these characters. They are all monsters. And number two, I was so sad that what could have been a really, really wonderful and important and thoughtful film turned into such a mess. So I'm right with you, Anne. Two red lights for blindness. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello everyone, my name is Matt Neglia, and I am the host of the Next Best Picture podcast, part of the Film Entertainment Awards website, nextbestpicture.com. On our show, we explore all year long what is possibly going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. We do this by conducting interviews with people within the film industry, holding weekly reviews of the latest theatrical releases, and on our main show, where we dive into various different topics, answer your fan questions, and also do our best to explore Oscar history's past in hopes that it will tell us something new 
for this upcoming award season race. We hope that you will join us on all of the various podcasting networks. We look forward to seeing you over at nextbestpicture.com. 